on the Upper East Side, it's not what you say that determines who you are. It's what you do. Well, hello and welcome back to another episode of Three Gossip Girls Podcast. I'm Liz. And I'm Michelle. Tonight we watched episode five of season five, The Fasting and the Furious. Original air date, October 24th, 2011, written by Peter Elkoff, directed by Joe Lazarov. In the midst of celebrating Yom Kippur with family and friends, Blair and Louis find themselves in a power struggle with Louis's family. Serena's boss puts her in an awkward position of choosing between her new job and her relationship with Dan. Diana prepares to debut the new New York Spectator, but an unfortunate last-minute surprise delays the launch and Diana expects Nate to do whatever it takes to save the day. Okay. <laughs> that was a Gossip Girl wiki summary. Oh, okay. Yeah. Sorry, hold on. I have to move my mic up. Um... The season I decided to use Gossip Girl Wiki summaries. Oh, good to know. Yeah, because usually it's like fan written and they're more involved. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I mean, Nate and Chivy had to do whatever it took today. I would, yes, I would say so. Definitely, Chivy needs some credit there. <sighs> Chivy, Chivy. Whenever they say Charlie, I'm like, who? Who's that? Charlie? I know. Same. Uh, I researched what most people drink when they break the fast, and. For our our family, it's always coffee. I mean, like immediately everyone's like, okay, I have a headache. Where's a coffee? Run to the coffee vat. Um, but I heard that sweet tea with a pastry um, and they add mint leaves sometimes to the tea. So I did that. I didn't do iced tea. We did hot uh, Earl Grey tea with mint leaves and a little so honey. Good. Yeah. I actually good. heard that your mom had a little BF. Before Yom Kippur, because she didn't get to end on a sweet treat and y'all went for a walk. Oh, yeah. I heard it on Gossip Girl. So, you know. (laughs) That was such a a nice night because we went to my mom's. And as you guys know, Michelle and I and her sister, we all grew up with 150 steps away from each other. So um, Sam and Bobby were home and noticed that our cars were in in the driveway. And they came and I was like, well, I had to get my 45 minute walk. So like, it's we're, whole, we're all going. Randy and I are going to go without you if you're not going to come. And so we all walked for 45 minutes. It was really sweet. But because we were walking, we had to get it like done. We didn't really end on that sweet. We're always supposed to like, you're supposed to eat like a piece of pastry or something. Before I mean, the fast. Before, before the fast. you start your fast yeah. for the 24 hours. I mean, we do it. <laughs> we do it for like maybe 12, if that. 10 hours we're sleeping and then the next day we break the fast usually around 4 4 30 all right it's a decent amount of time that's a decent amount your body it it atones (laughs) it gets it gets the sins out yeah (laughs) it's enough yeah Uh, it was really nice that we got to walk with sam and bobby and i mean it just it was funny because my mom my mom was having a little bf she had a little Mm -hmm. bf she's like this is not right before sundown i'm like mom it's already past sundown like we're good it's you're not gonna get in before sundown that's it yeah yeah it sounded very funny i was like i wish i was there yeah me too yeah um but i chose our our tea with mint a little bit of honey for the sweetness of the pastry because we didn't have any pastries um so i called it spilling the tea because duh 
cute. <laughs> I was like, wait, have I done that before? And I looked back, going, oh, I haven't. Yeah. I haven't done spilling the tea. I like. So it. I just thought it was funny. It's, and it fits very well with Diana and Gossip. Oh Girl. my god, yeah. So um, my three gossip words from last week: we had pressure, which lots of pressure. I mean, Serena under the pressure to get the deal from Dan. Ivy and Nate are pressured from Diana to get some sort of drama. Psychology for Chuck and the psychologist Eliza Barnes. Deal for Serena trying to get the movie deal with Padge and, you know, Diana making the deal with Ivy, also making a deal with Beatrice. Lots of deals going on. Yeah. All right. Let's open up with Blair because she had the most, not the most, but the the most heavy stuff going on. So it opens with her and Louis. They're preparing to tell their families that they're pregnant. Sophie and Beatrice are in town. Cyrus and Eleanor, so sweet, are in town. They all gather to hear the news. Everyone's very surprised, but ultimately they're happy because, you know, a new baby and, of course, an heir to the throne. And Eleanor's like, oh, my God, I'm going to be a grandmother, like the youngest grandmother ever in history. She's so yeah. funny. Um, but, of course, all the preparations that Blair and Louis are planning for the baby, they're not really meshing with the royal family. So Sophie and Beatrice are like, no, you need to give birth at this hospital in Monaco and you need to go to the special boarding school in Switzerland. And Blair just gets very overwhelmed. And so she decides she's going to get up and, and walk away because she can't handle all of this. And Beatrice is like, oh, look, mom, when Blair doesn't get her way, she storms out. Yeah, look at how she's reacting. She's already putting the thoughts in her mom's she's, head. She's you know, a little shitster. She's she out is. for what she wants. And... You know, I understand how we're not supposed to like her, but I get your point. I mean, you're always she, looked she's down second, you know? Yeah. So it's it's her time to shine now. Mm-hmm. Um, but throughout the day, Blair is in desperate need of her BFF's attention. Serena. Serena is super vet busy, as we know, and Blair feels like she's alone in this. So... She feels like everyone's moving on and out, and the idea of maybe moving to Monaco sounds good, which is so sad because I it's know. like you do have your family here. I mean, I know Eleanor and Cyrus are always traveling. It's also interesting because Louis like not even pushing her to do that. No, he's like, I don't even. We haven't even discussed this. Why are you wanting to do? So she calls him and she says, I, "I'm ready to do this. I'm ready to move." And so they meet with his family and before Louis and her can even talk about it, Blair's already announcing, I'm moving. We're moving to Monaco. We're going to have that suite at the hospital for my baby's delivery. And, we're, you know, I'm going to do all the things. And so Sophie's super excited. But you see Beatrice is like, well, damn, I'm trying to get them out of Monaco. And now she wants to stay. So Diana, <laughs> Diana Payne, all of a sudden ends up at Yom Kippur dinner, f- breaking the fast. And... Beatrice and Diana scheme together. We don't know how they met. I'm wondering if there's a deleted scene somehow because they kind of just like we see them together. We don't even see them introducing each other like introductory introductions introductions. Oh my God. Introductions. Got it, guys. Michael. There it is. Don't be fresh, Michael. I know he's laughing right now. I know he's ready to get his little fingers in that Discord gossip girl thread. (laughs) Yeah, but I I asked Liz, I'm like, wait, are they working together? Did I miss something? And you're like, no, No. there probably was a deleted scene or there should have been. There should have been. If there wasn't, there definitely should have been to explain at least how they met. But they're they're canoodling. They're talking. She Obviously, Diana knows who she is and... So she's like, oh, maybe there is something here. I can get a story. So they decide they're going to work together. 
So Sophie can, I mean, so yeah, so Sophie could look at Beatrice and hopefully ruin something between Louis and Blair. So during this time, Eleanor and Cyrus, they find out that Blair is going to move to Monaco. They are shown this very lengthy contract that Sophie has written up for Blair. And apparently there are some ridiculous stipulations in there. And if she doesn't oblige to these stipulations, like she will lose custody of her child. But also good that Cyrus was the one to look over this I because mean, yeah. Blair was just like, okay, was about to She's sign it. She's like, I'm going to sign it. And he's like, but but you can't even be in New York for more than 48 hours They'll at take a time. away your baby. And she's like, wait, what? And when Louis hears this, he's like, what the hell? Yeah. So he approaches his mother and he's like, what is wrong with you? Why would you put it, be putting this in the contract? And she's like, what are you talking about? It's just a simple agreement. And when she finds out that there's the uh, potential that they would take away her baby, she's like, oh no, I didn't write that. But I know who did. And Beatrice is like, yes, mother, it was me. This is like such a like a weird, it's, it's it was so, so dramatic, dramatic, but it was not like a believable drama. I don't know what it was, was happening. Soap opera. It was very, it was very soap opera. That's what it was. Like, there was no like, dun, dun. it was kind of like, dun, dun, dun. the music. It was me, mother. Was like, very- yeah, it was just, it was me, mother. It was me. And very, very dramatic. Sophie turns so quickly. She's like, how dare you? But wait, look how Blair just reacted. You're I'm right. Like, what do you mean just how, how Blair reacted? Why, the fact that you just said that you were going to take away her child, why wouldn't she react like it's that? It's like Sophie knew that was crazy, but then got automatic in a trance and was like, you're right. I know. We will take that child. She flipped the switch in like a millisecond. And so now she's like, Beatrice, you're right. Look how Blair reacted when we we talked about this. And Louis like, what happened? And she's like, we're going to disown you and your whole, you know, your family and your baby. And he's like, no, we're going to disown you. My potential child is going to be an heir to the throne and we're not going to speak to you. And I like that scene between like Louis like stood up and he's like, I love Blair. I trust Blair. She's like, you're a fool. So in return... Diana got the story for this right. because Diana's making eyes with Beatrice and being at like, first, we I don't won. think Diana, I guess Diana was going to get a story either way. Like, oh, Beatrice, she's, you know, made a scandal or now Louis and his family aren't talking. So like, she would have gotten a story either way. But now Beatrice was like, at first, oh God, now they are blaming me and it was my fault. But then it automatically turned in her favor because her mother's like, you're right. And I'm not going to overlook you anymore. It's like, What? <laughs> Where are you getting this from? It's just so crazy. The funny thing was, though, like right after that scene, they're at the elevator. The music automatically changes. I know, and it's right? Like light and airy. It's like, where are you going? They're it, leaving on the elevator. It was just so silly. Yeah. Um. So Sophie like hopes that Louis would change his mind about Blair, but we know he's not going to. He loves Blair. He trusts her. And then later on, so um, Blair's like, I'm so sorry that I came between you and your your family and he's like oh you're my family now I this is all I care about um we do have a really sweet scene between Eleanor and Blair which I did when the, the first time I watched it I did get a little choked up because both actresses are beautifully getting choked up and so when I see that of course I'm like here I am getting <laughs> choked up uh, but basically, Eleanor tells Blair, like, you're going to be a wonderful mother, and I'm so proud of you. And it's just everything that Blair has, has always wanted her mother to say to her. And in the beginning, when we first meet Eleanor, you're like, we're never going to get there. 
but we do get there and it's just a nice yeah. growth for her. She blossomed so beautifully. She really did. And we were saying like, it's all because of Cyrus. He, he softened. S- he softened her and she really appreciates and loves her daughter and it's going to be there for her every step of the way. And she's just really supportive. I think so also sweet. Cyrus showed her what it is to love again and have that mm. true, true love, love. And so now she's so confident and feels supported that she can open up her heart and give that to her daughter. Right. I just, I really love that. The whole scene was probably my favorite scene of the whole episode. I agree to that. Yeah. It was just really needed and really sweet. And you can see how much Blair appreciated what her mother was saying, because that, as we know, as a little girl, she was always wondering, does my mom love me? Does my mom, you know, it just, it was really important. Um, And as we said, we have this last scene where Blair and Louie are talking about how she feels terrible about this situation, but she's going to go draw a bath. And Louie's like, yeah, yeah, go do that. And you see the drawers open and she's like, oh, what's going on here? And he's like, oh, I just couldn't find a pen. And so she goes into the bath and you see he's holding the DNA results and he pockets it and then calls Dr. Eliza Barnes. What? Which we'll talk about. How can Blair forget that information's in that drawer? She saw him. She She saw saw him him. close that drawer when he said, I'm looking for a pen. Mm -hmm. She she saw it and didn't even react. And then what's also funny is that Gossip Girl's just always on the desktop. Always. And it was almost like he was even looking at it. He was like, huh, what's going on in the news today? Also, there was a picture of Chuck. Right. And I don't know if the header said something about maybe him going to therapy or needing therapy. So that's why I'm thinking, like, how did he get Eliza's number? Right. But it's, it's like he had Eliza's number. And not like he had to go searching for it, no, you know? And it, he knew her. He knew her. Like, like on call. Yeah. Like, it's me. You know who I am. So, I need your help. I'll pay you. So did, sh- did, did he end up going to this therapist when he started having trouble with Blair? It's very possible. And then ended up talking about the obstacle who is Chuck Bass, even though you don't really give names, but maybe right. he did. Maybe he happened and to. And that therapist I mean, also, knows who Chuck Bass is. Yes. And also Chuck and Blair and Louie, like everyone is generally either on Gossip Girl or maybe in the tabloids and things. So maybe she did have just knew Chuck by his name and like. And also and Bass assumed, Industries. Yeah. And assumed like, okay. I know that they used to date. I know that her and Louis are together. It would just maybe put the pieces together. Can't really say for sure because I honestly don't know. But even so, you you can't act like you know that. Right. No, you can't. As a therapist, you cannot. Um, but it, yeah, I was like, oh, okay. This is something's going on here. Intrigued yeah. about it. Yeah. Um, but let's talk about Chuck. So he's at the dog park in the in the morning portion. <laughs> and monkey uh, is sniffing this other dog trying to lick this other dog's butt and he's like let's let them be dogs and she's like "Mm, can we just i gotta go how awkward chuck looks in a suit at a dog park it's so obnoxious what is chuck's loungewear i him and blair i don't think have loungewear i know i've talked about this i keep harping on it and i should just let it go but is it Giuseppe Chuck is loungewear to chuck (laughs) i guess i mean we can put him in a nice like tailored pair of joggers right we just it's just so stiff it's so stiff tie jacket is closed at the dog park in dress shoes yeah you know he could be 
he could be like every other New Yorker and wear those like comfy kind of sneaker dresses, shoes with dress pants and like maybe just like a regular button down. You don't need to wear a tie. And then if you go to the office, you could just like, oh, I got to put on my suit jacket. You know, like, why do we have to be so dolled up? And again, you know, it's Chuck's aesthetic and look, it just looks awkward at a dog park. It absolutely does. And he sticks out like a sore thumb. Yeah. And so then his dog is going to sniff Eliza's dog and they meet and he's like, oh, it's kismet. Like, I need I've been needing to get some help. She's like, "Okay, well, come, you know, here's my card. Call me. So he ends up going to her office unannounced. She's not even prepared to see him, but she out of the kindness of her heart says, here, you look like you need help. Sit down. And he tries to make passes at her and flirts with her. And she's like, okay, I'm not about this. You're exactly what I thought you're going to be. Can you leave? I have to go to Yom Kippur services. And once he hears that, you're Jewish? She's like, yes, I convert. I'm like, what if we have to have the conversation? I know. That was pointless. It was pointless. It just ties it so he can say he I made guess, a donation for right. later on. So I guess in order to find her... She was going to temple services. He needed to find which temple she was going to. So he gets in his limo and he's searching around and he finds her at her temple and goes and meets her outside. And he's like, so like, let's try that again. And she's like, no, listen to me. And she diagnoses him. This is such a good scene where she's like, you're a child. You pay for love and you don't love you don't let anyone in. And like, I wish I could help you, but you need a lot of freaking work. And if you're serious, then call me. I mean, that was a really good therapy session. Really, I mean, all in five minutes Rapid was fire. perfect. Yeah. It was so good. Um, So that evening, Chuck does mull it over and he does call her saying, I'm ready to, you know, go forward with this if you'll have me again. And she leaves, he leaves her a message, but of course she misses the call. So, I mean, she'll eventually get the message, huh? I mean... <laughs> I can see, hopefully, this is going to work out. I, get, I said last week, is this the turning point for Chuck? I hope so. I mean, he was absolutely disgusting, saying, oh, I've never done it in a therapist's disgusting. office. And then he goes to Nate and is asking, well, you know, you get with the older, older women. women. What am I missing? And he's like, uh, just get with her interest, bro. <laughs> and so that's what Chuck essentially does, going around he does, the temple. trying to find the temple. It's just so tired, a tired plot for Chuck a tired plot for the show it's just it's not interesting to watch unless and also like let's not make a joke out of therapy this Absolutely whole episode not. i'm like we better not just make a joke out of it and he just ends up sleeping with this therapist if she really i love when she gave him the hard diagnosis hard the truth. truth and gave him that and if this is going to break him down and he will start getting help i'll i'll be on board with it yeah but yeah i i was almost frightened that it could turn sexual and i was like oh come on yeah yeah that's so been there done that and chuck truly i mean we're in season five needs to freaking grow and go to therapy i get it the bro's got some ish lots as he should he's been through a lot yeah and we got to rebuild and repair so let's do it i'm ready he's ready i think he's ready I think he's ready. Let's do it. I think he's finally ready. Like yeah. he made the the decision. Okay, I'm ready to do this. So let's hope it continues. Yeah. All right. Chivy and Nate. I don't really care for this storyline. I don't either. They're both diligently working at the Spectator, and Diana is waiting for them to pretty much one up each other and get her approval of all these good stories. Um, but as this whole time, she's 
essentially blackmailing Ivy into getting her these stories. So Diana is eagerly waiting to launch her scandalous photos on the Spectator's website from the Jenny Packman fashion show. And at that moment, a blast from Gossip Girl comes in knowing that somebody stole these phones and then returned them and basically calls out this person for stealing the photos. And so Nate's like, oh, you can't launch the site now because now everyone will know it's you. Makes sense. Yeah. So Diana blames Ivy in private. She's like, you you are the one to leak it. And Ivy's like, what are you talking about? Like, I didn't do it. And she's like, if you don't get me the juiciest story, I'm going to expose my juiciest story, which is you. So now, Chivy girl, she's got to figure <laughs> out what to do. Um, so she heads home. She's talking to Lily, who's putting some very expensive jewelry in her humongous safe in the uh, apartment and so ivy spots all of these files and lily's like oh yeah my ex-husband bart he got these for you know from his pi and they're just so nonsenseful like it's it was a terrible time like just the way she was speaking about it like well, this is like a normal Tuesday. Yeah. Well, sure. Yeah, exactly. But, you know, Lily's like, oh, Chivy, she's my good old niece. Like, it's fine. Chivy I won't do this. anything to me. Not Chivy. God, Lily be better than that. But then also, she doesn't realize that it's not even yeah. her niece. Oh, it's also so convoluted. Um, so she sees all those files in there and she's like, oh, my God, now I have my information. So she, like, begs Rufus and Lily go to eleanor and cyrus is to break the fast and so nate at that point texts her like how are you making out and she's like oh come over to the vander Watsons. so they're trying to break into the safe and nate is like a me he's like yeah I'll, like i'll help you and then they text chuck for the password because it's his mother's birthday because it was bart's old safe and once they get the folders and the files Nate's like, I don't want to do this. Yeah. Like, these people are my friends. Like, I do have a moral compass after all. And like, I can't believe that you, Chivy, would even <laughs> think about this. Like, this is your family. Like, you're acting like you don't even know these people. She's like, shit, you're right. <laughs> I am acting like I don't even know these people because I don't. And so she pretends to put it back. But then later on, we see she still has given them to Diana. Um, so Diana leaks her royal scandalous story. And Nate's like, hey, you know what? We we did this without having to, you know, really hurt anyone or our morals. And Chivy's like, yeah, yeah, you're right. But then Diana gives her back her files. But she keeps Bart's, takes something out of it, and then gives it back to Ivy. Okay. I have to interject here. Yeah, let's go. Now, Chivy conveniently fell into Diana's lap. Oh, for sure. And it's really convenient. Yeah. And Diana <laughs> knows who Nate is, obviously. Mm-hmm. And but Nate has stated, like, I'm not going behind. No, I'm Nate's not, not really like appeasing her. So now is it just a coincidence that Diana had relations with Bart? And found that in his folder? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yes. Um <laughs> Without saying too much, I, I, it seems to be a huge coincidence. It's a huge fucking it's coincidence. It's huge. Like, it's like so not believable a coincidence. Because it almost seems like this was all constructed by Diana, but there's no way. Like, you How like, would you she play out right. these events? How could she have planned this? Unless it was like, oh, yeah, I was involved. Wait. Mm-hmm. No, that wouldn't make sense. <laughs> I'm like, 
I, I'll just keep it to myself because you don't want to make a light predict or a thought, well, initial thought, something that came to your brain. I do, but I think I'll say it off mic. Okay. Because I really don't want to sound stupid. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, that's a private combo. It's totally, totally a private combo. It, it'll just show a lapse of memory. That's okay. Yeah. We all have those moments. Yeah. Me and many a time during a podcast episode. Okay. So we see Diana give Ivy back this folder, but then she takes this picture out of the folder, which looks like a very young Diana. And she's very secretive and she burns this photo. Very questionable. Mm-hmm. What year is it? In in time here yeah. is 2011. 2011. Oh, she's doing a little math. <laughs> she's figuring something out. Hmm. Okay. I have a fe- I have a feeling about I, something that you're going to say. Yeah. But okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. So, <laughs> we have Sag to discuss yeah um dan he is still not speaking with his father rufus is still very upset with him and they haven't spoken since i guess a week and nate's also still very upset with him and they he blows off dan at the dog park and saying like you know i don't really like the way that you port or not portrayed me or not portrayed me and dan's like oh my god like come on get over this i know Nate's like, no, I'm not going to. Okay, I'm going to walk away. And so Padge is there to give Monkey a present. So we have some more Team Puck stuff going on. And Chuck tells Dan that, look, Nate will get over it. Wait it out. Everyone will get over it. And at that moment, Serena calls Dan. And Dan's like, look, my, you know, my wish is, is coming true. So Serena's trying to, of course, as we know, get this movie deal for her boss, Jane, from Dan. So unbeknownst to Dan, Serena's like, um, we need to go to lunch because, you know, I've forgiven you. <laughs> and so they meet for lunch breakfast. and Dan's like, or, or breakfast. Yeah. And he's like, thank you so much for, you know, I, I'm sorry. And like, it was just fiction. Serena's like, oh, you know, we're good. I overreacted. I overreacted. We're fine. And have you thought about, um, you know, movie rights and who's going to get the movie rights? And he's like, I haven't thought about that. What a genius idea. And she's like, well, my boss... She would love to do it. She loved the book. I give Serena credit for how she worked this in. It came off very natural. It was it was pretty genuine. Even though watching it, you're like laughing because you know yeah. that it's not genuine. Um, so she's like, you know, we can set it up. And he's like, yeah, totally. I would love to do this with you. Like, let me give you the book deal, the movie deal. So later on, Dan talks with his publicist alessandra and she's like oh no everyone wants a piece of this and like i have harvey weinstein he's interested but like we don't want that no we don't want to mention his <laughs> we name. don't even want that on this podcast so dan has an interview with new york one and alessandra prompts him like look like everyone wants this movie mention the names i told you and so he does and really this gets back to serena and now she knows like she doesn't have this deal so after the interview, Alessandra gets a call that Jane's company has the rights to the movie, even though we know that they don't. So 
as we know, Serena, she's under an immense pressure, amounts of pressure from Jane to get the movie rights. She's so stressed. She hasn't been a good friend to Blair. She told told Blair she'd be there for her. She could barely even spend two minutes with her. It's really sad. It is, but Jane, Jane, Jane's awful. Like as much as Serena's attitude got to us in this episode, I feel for Serena because Jane is she's so stressed, awful. Yeah, she's un- under so much pressure, and she's like, "I just have to get this movie deal. Like, if that's if that's the last thing I do, like, my boss needs this movie deal." And so Jane's telling her, "Like, I don't care what the hell happened to you, to your relationship. Like, you need to get it." And so we know they meet up, and Serena apologizes very insincerely to Padge about her actions and how she overreacted, and Dan apologizes and says that like you know, everyone's mad at him, so it's nice to have Serena talking to him and that all is forgiven. So, as we know, she casually mentions this movie deal and decides to make a deal with Dan. And then after she hears that Dan's not doing the deal, she has to kind of be a little childish and she has to fabricate that they have the movie right so that nobody else is trying to get the movie rights. And so Jane would never have told her to do this. Of course, it's amateur hour. Right. But Dan goes to see Serena after he found this out and blames Jane initially for telling Serena to do this, which Jane's like, I'm not, I would never do that. That's like so beneath me. And so Serena comes in. She's like, no, it was my whole, my entire idea. So then Dan and Serena have a conversation, which I guess needed to be said. Do you think that people are saying this is a sad moment? I'm, a sh- I'm sure they're saying it's a sad moment. Um, I understand why it's a sad moment, but I feel like it's not reciprocated. So Serena says to Dan, I can't believe the way that you portrayed me yet again. And he's like, look, I based your character off of, yeah, you, but also a million different people who I inspire me. And like, it's not you, like it's just fiction. And she's like, well, okay, but I still you know, I, I was just, she basically was a small part in this book and she thought she was literally Dan's like whole world at one point, the love of her life. So she thought that that would be, you know, the same on his side, which he doesn't say anything to that because I'm like, wow. And then later on he calls her and he's like, wow, saying the love of our lives, like we don't even know who they are yet until we're older. I'm like, ouch. Like he doesn't even, it's not on his radar. I think he's, Obviously, we know he's so involved with the book, but I think, like, emotionally, he's so involved with Blair. Yeah. Still, that he Uh, won't even look at Serena the same way. Because Serena burned him. And Serena... I don't blame him. Kept him on the back burner because she she always assumed he would be there and she could go back to him. And she's like... he's not. Oh, shit. Upon reflection, you probably were the love of my life. Maybe kind of today (laughs) at this minute. Because I'm single, I think you were the love of my life. And you were probably the one that I cared the most for. Right. Which is valid. Yeah. that That is true. But... Then at the same time, you're still toy, like, you don't know the difference between how you felt about Nate and how you felt about Dan. Right. Like, it was, like, the same in her mind. Like, if she felt so passionately that Dan was the one, he would have been the one. And so now that she knows she wasn't his one, he she's upset about it. And, like, I get it. Yeah, of course. I totally get it. Yeah. And so, like, both of their feelings are totally valid and he's like you need to slow pump the brakes with that like love of the life situation like i'm only 19 20 years old i mean at that point some people do find the love of their lives but 
you know, he's, she's throwing that out there and he's not really taking it. No. And I'm like, well, you know what? Good. And you guys, I would love to see Sad Chappie if I felt like they were meant to be together. But I don't think that they are. No. I think your first love not, is not necessarily your one true love. Not for these two. Not for these two. So while she's saying all the nice things, he's doesn't really at this moment feel what she's saying. But he does feel good enough to give her the movie rights because he said, which is true, you started my entire journey of this book. Like the, from the beginning, it was you. And so I feel like you deserve to get the movie right. Yeah, I, I liked that. That is valid. You know, she inspired him. Right. She was the inspiration in the beginning. But however, things have definitely changed where thing, other things are inspiring him now. Yeah. Blair is inspiring him. Um, and we do have a scene between Serena and Blair. And Serena's like, look, I know I've been a shitty friend, but actually I'm was just really jealous. Ooh. And Blair is like, oh, she's thinking of being a princess. And Serena's like, well, no, like you were the entire focus of Dan's book. Like you were the main, the star. And I wasn't. And I wasn't. And like, I honestly thought that that was going to be me. It stings. <laughs> and it, and like, and to know, and Blair's like, well, it's all fiction. But to, but to see all of that, like that's what I was saying last week. I was like, what does everyone else think about Dan writing Blair as the star? Like we understand she's the star of uh, 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 the high school and Constance and being a bitch and getting her way all the time. And But this is like a totally different version of Blair. But it's fiction. And I don't think anybody puts that much weight into it except for Serena, who's usually the it girl. Right. So she's and like, gets oh, wait, everything I'm her not way. the it girl. And Blair is usually pining over Serena because Serena always gets everything. Right. Blair's always coming in second, but now Blair's first. Yeah. And for Blair, probably like, well, I feel good about that. But also even not though, really but focused. Not, right. And also like, oh, it's in Dan's. Like, why would I want to be the apple of Dan's eye? Like, I, I need to focus on my Grimaldi life. Right. And yeah. So it's very interesting. And I'm glad that we did have this scene because... Yeah. Serena was giving attitude. I, I didn't know if she was stressed, but also we didn't realize underlying she was just really hurt too by and jealous, just yeah. really jealous. Yeah. Um, and then we do have Dan and Rufus making up. Rufus does call him. So all great. Um, okay. That's the end of my summary. That was a quick summary yeah, because I feel like we did really touch upon any everything. We did. Um, do you have any final thoughts before we bring <clears throat> Jess in? I don't. I'm just, I can't wait to hear what Jess has Same. to say and our further segments with questions and comments and After Dark because I wrote some things with that. Yeah, so, After Dark. Yes. Oh, I'm excited. All right. We will be right back with Jess. Very excited. Okay, yay, we're back from break. We are joined by longtime patron, Jess. Thank you so much, Jess. Welcome to the podcast. Yay. Thank you. Thanks for having me again. I'm glad I haven't worn out my welcome. Oh my God, absolutely not. Do you remember your first time on the podcast? I mean, it was for Tree Hill Talk. Yeah. Because I know I did a few for Tree Hill Talk, and then I did, I think, one for... 
let's talk to see but i think this is the first gossip girl one yeah i was talking to michelle and i was like i don't think jess has ever been on gossip girl so i'm really excited to get yeah all of your takes on gossip girl yeah um my first question for you before we go into our listener questions, I want to know what you break the fast with because we always did it. It depends. Like sometimes my cousins and I will take all, I'll take like an olive and we'll like cheers with the olive and then we'll eat it. Um, or sometimes it was like a piece of cheese, but we always did like a small item and always coffee. So I'm just curious about what your family does to break the fast. No, we never had a traditional thing it was just whatever you know we ate at dinner but it was interesting to me though that on the show they made a big like party out of it did either of you either ever do that hell no well <laughs> growing up we always used to go to a family friends and there was a big gathering of that but the spread was different it was usually just bagels bagels locks locks capers you build your you know, build your own bagel. There wasn't like croissants and desserts. Yeah. I mean, I guess it went on the Upper East Side. I guess so. We would do like quiches sometimes um, or like my mom would get like mini muffins, like whatever, like a pick food. Right. You know? Yeah. We just, we never, I mean, even though it's really one of the more important holidays, I guess, on the Jewish calendar, Yeah, we never did like a big thing for it. We did like a huge Passover Seder at my aunt's house every year. And we did a really big Hanukkah party every year. And that was it. Like we didn't do like a big thing for him before though. Yeah. I always looked forward to it though. And obviously not the fasting part, but growing up, I was like, oh my God, I get so excited for like bagel box and cream cheese. (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> like yes. so pathetic. And it was always like it was my, my all my cousins and my family. We would get together and I would look forward to seeing them and we'd all be like miserable together. But then we would get to eat. And it was like one of my favorite holidays, even though it's like such a depressing holiday. Like you're supposed yeah. to be atoning for your sins and, you know, on to the new the Jewish New Year, which is before this. But it's just like the food it was always the food for me obviously well i feel like any jewish holiday revolves around the food and some food yes for yeah. sure definitely yeah um so you did send me some questions prior so i want to um talk about those first so okay. just wants to know our thoughts on chuck and padge's newfound friendship puck padge puck puck and chuck i'm enjoying <laughs> it i think it's fun to see these two characters play like i said last week because they well, Chuck hated Padge and Padge hated Chuck, but now it's like this is Padge's only friend. Truly. And Chuck is just giving him straight talk, like, oh, just give it time. They'll come around. You just have to keep doing what you're doing. So I'm actually enjoying them. Yeah. What do you so think, Jess? Puck or Puck or Pete at this point? Mm. You know what? I'm going with Puck. Oh. Yeah, All because right. Pete, I we haven't really seen it and I'm act I'm pleasantly surprised with Padge and and Chuck because they're being so truthfully honest mm-hmm. to each other and receiving it and utilizing it and I'm into it. Yeah, yeah. that's good. I mean, <laughs> sure. I'll t- I'll take it for now. I'm not putting any weight into it. I don't honestly know how their relationship ends by the end of the series or, you know, how it progresses, so it's okay for now. I don't foresee them being like besties. I just think it's funny that both of them know, like Chuck know he has to know now like, oh, Dan, you have a thing for Blair. Like, I know you do. But yeah. also like who wouldn't have a thing for right. Blair in this right. circle? I mean, we they all have had a thing for Blair. So, 
it's you know, true. even including Nate. I mean, he's had multiple things for Blair. It's funny. I was actually, I don't know what had, what prompted me to do this, but I was like scrolling through our Instagram feed on, um, on our total Betty podcast network on Instagram. And I saw like old images that I've made for older podcast episodes. And I'm like, Oh my God, there's Nate and Blair again, like in the snow. And I was like, wait, there was like three times that Nate and Blair were together. And I'm like, what yeah. the hell? Yeah. Um, good times back then. Um, but yeah, we'll take, we'll take some puck for now. They seem, it seems to be helping both of them. So whatever works. Um, so let's talk about Chuck's possible redemption arc. Michelle, do you think this is happening? Well, she would like to think it's happening, right? I, I said this the first half, Jess, that if this is the turning point for Chuck, I'm here for it. If Chuck decides truly, you know what? I really do need help. Let's go to therapy. Let's work through this. I'm ready. I'm hoping. Is this it? Are we finally there? I'm ready to accept it. I'm ready to accept it too. How do you feel about Chuck overall, Jess? Because I know we haven't had you on the podcast for this. So I'm I'm interested to hear your take on Chuck as a character. I mean... As they've now said a few times in the past two episodes, every story needs a villain. So I think mm. as a villain, he makes a good one. Definitely. Um, you know, it's the, I mean, I think as most people, like the first time I watched Gossip Girl, I was definitely rooting for Chair. Um, but like now as an adult, it's definitely harder to root for them because it's such a toxic relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's hard, but I feel like he has some of the best one-liners. So he keeps me entertained even when I don't agree with what he's doing. Absolutely. Yeah. I think that describes Chuck in a nutshell. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's, I think how, uh, like the viewers of our podcast, because we've said that we've even quoted him, like he's so ridiculous that we don't even agree with it, but what he says, just his mannerisms. I was saying this also, I, I'm sorry, Liz. I'm like a broken record. This is the third time I'm going to say I can't get over him in a suit in a dog park. I can't. I can't let it go. He looks so awkward. That's it. I won't say it again. I, I just. I can't. He looks so awkward. I know. Well, keep in mind in one of the earlier seasons. I think it's season one. Like he talks about how he's been wearing a suit since he was like five. Right. And I know so that's I mean, his aesthetic. That's all he wears. And remember his awkward basketball attire? Oh, my God. <laughs> yes. So bad. That one time with the headband and Her the purple. Darling. It was yeah. just a hot mess. It was purple and yellow, which yes. those colors don't really match well. Do, though. But like on a shirt and a short combo, not for Chuck. I don't know. My college colors were purple and gold, so I have to like <laughs> defend a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> Right. Just it wasn't appealing on him. It just was like the funniest outfit, I think, on this entire series. Like, because it it just was not fitting. I think they were trying to figure out his character at that point because it was really early on in the show. Yeah. But it just was like the funniest. No, that outfit was hideous. (laughs) Hideous. Yeah. But as far as a redemption arc, I would like to see it as well. I mean, it's about freaking time. It's about time. Yeah. Yeah. We need to get it together, Chuck. Like, we don't have much time left. Jess, do you know, I don't know if you will, but do you know if they thought this was potentially the last season of the show and then they got signed on for six, uh, for uh, for season six, which was a very short season? But I feel like 
the way that they're going with things or trying to wrap stuff up as far as like this book maybe potentially stirring up stuff for people and then Chuck trying to change and Blair trying to change. I mean, everyone's trying to change, but Serena getting a job. Like, I wonder if they thought this could be a wrap up for the kids. So I, I'm not positive. I don't know that it is though. I feel like they always thought they were having six seasons, but the, you will see, this is only still the first half of the season. A lot of things change by the end of the season. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's all well, Do you know you. about the change? <laughs> I mean, I know some things that happen. I don't know how we obviously get there. So I'm wondering what has to kind of rotate around oh. to get to those things. Ooh, because yeah. a lot of things. Lots of stuff happens. That have not even been, I mean, a consideration or brought to light or, and I mean, are going to come up in the mm-hmm. second half of this season. I know there's, there's so much gonna, it's gonna really jam pack second half. <laughs> Cause I'm just like storing it and getting yeah. excited. I'm like, oh, no, it's, you wow. definitely have to get excited because there's some things that uh, two things in particular that I'm going to be like, she's going to freak out. <laughs> oh, yeah. At least, two things. At least two things. And that's really just on the yes. surface there, but okay. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Um, let's talk about Diana for a moment and this old photo of her. How how do you think Bart and her know each other or knew each other, I guess, at some point? Okay, so I never asked you my question. Michelle was in the first half of this of the episode. She was like, I'm stirring, making predictions with numbers. I'm like, okay. And then I was like, <laughs> I don't want to sound stupid. So I'll ask you off mic. And then we and then finished we did it. at 830. And I was like, oh my God, it's so early. We never do this. Mm-hmm. Let's just jump on. I was doing math. I'm like, could this somehow be Chuck's mom? <laughs> Oh. And I'm I'm like doing that because it the birthday to the safe was 1969. Uh huh. Okay. And oh, that's the math you were doing. And oh. I, it's 2011, so I'm like she's 42. I'm like, is she 42? Whatever. I was just doing. Well, I mean, his mom has to has to be young because right. born in 69. This is 2011. 42. You know, she'd be 42. Had the, she yeah, must have had a baby at a young age. So, right. I mean, they don't tell you how old Diana is, but... Well, anyway, that was the math I was doing. I'm like... Mm-hmm. Love that. That's very Gossip Girl, you know? Yeah, of course. But we were also saying how it's just very convenient for Diana that she found this That she got Chivy. That she found Chivy, you know? And, well, it's also convenient that, like, she had no way to know that Chivy would have broken into the safe to get the folders that Bart had dug up. She would have no idea. Like, how would she know that that's what, like, information she would have brought? So was this, like, an overall mission or this is just like, oh, good, this is working in my favor. This I can now save this even though I wasn't ultimately going for this. Right. I don't know. Yeah. So I don't want to say anything. But it just seems all... Just un- like just really convenient, just way too convenient. <laughs> yeah, her, no, you know? I, I totally agree. Yeah. yeah, um, we would love to see some Chuck in, in actual therapy, though. What do you think, Jess? Oh, absolutely, he needs it. I mean, I think everyone on the show needs it, but <laughs> everyone <laughs> need it for watching Gossip Girl. Yeah, yes. we should all be going to therapy, especially if you watch Gossip Girl, because it's just. <laughs> 
it messes with you. There's yeah. just a lot going on. Very, you know, ridiculous drama. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So yeah, it's he good. Definitely it. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, and he knows it. So I'm hopeful that this is the point that he decides to continue going. I mean, that phone call, he seemed very I'm ready. Down. He said, I'm ready. Like, I, you're right. That right. Was- but why does, why does Louis contact uh, the same girl? I know. Is that just do we find out how he knows her? Because I, next week's episode, I don't recall them even saying how he knows her. Um, they don't directly touch on it. Okay, so I'm not missing anything. View, but they kind of dodge it the way that Gossip Girl does. Mm-hmm. So, um, they'll kind of go into it a little bit next week, but not a whole lot. Okay. Do we ever go into it? I don't think so. Not from what I remember. <laughs> I'm going to lose it. This is going to be another thing where I flip the table. What you get next week, if I remember correctly, is as far as that goes. explanation goes. Gotcha. I'm also sidebar. We had Mexican food. Are you having agita? I just burped it out, and so I'm so sorry. (laughs) Like, I I I didn't smell anything. Burped out my fish taco. So gross. It's actually the guac. The guac was so, had such strong lime juice, which was delicious, but. It was very tangy. It's coming up. Okay. So sorry, Liz. I smell. That's okay. Oh, man. All right. Let's go into some questions. We have Mike and Will want to know the same thing. Do we think. Sag will ever find their way back to each other. Michelle? <laughs> I, I was going to say, I, I can't answer. So. <laughs> I'm going to, I'm a hope and no. I'm going to hope and no as well. Sorry, Mike. Sorry, Sag brothers. Sorry, Sag bros. Jess, do you like Sag? I know it might be, if it's hard for you to answer, but over. Um, not necessarily yeah but i also really don't like any of serena's relationships so right out of them i sort of feel like the end's the best yeah i mean i, I really don't care for anyone that she seems to be attracted to. it seems yeah. to be the, the answer for all for yeah. every one of our yeah. guests that aren't on Team Sag, that's the answer. Like, I don't like any w- one of Serena's relationships, but if I had to choose, I guess it would be Dan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and definitely when I watched Gossip Girl the first time, I liked, I was a chair shipper. Like, that right. was, the, you know, but yeah. Again, sorry, Sag Brothers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sorry, guys. And I know we've talked about this before, but I feel like when the, the show first starts, you really want to see Dan and Serena together because they come from different worlds and he's always been having having a crush on her and she finally sees him and you're like, okay, that's great. But it's just something just doesn't connect midway, which we obviously we know because they break up a few times. Right. And I'm like, I, th- I guess I was rooting for them back then. But I, again, like you, Jess, I was just always about chair 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 which god now i'm like why (laughs) what the hell is it's all about that pair (laughs) definitely pair which i definitely never read for before this podcast so i know i don't think anybody did i don't think anyone i still don't think anyone does it's just our little it's the little group yeah yeah um mike also going back to the diana stuff do we think that this will extend her plot on the show or do we think her story arc is coming to an end? Well, I think this is going to extend it. The picture thing? Yeah. Okay. I hope we find out. Do we find out 
In the season, yes. Okay. Okay. (laughs) That's all I'll give you. That's okay. I won't tell you why. Okay. Um, Let's make spoilers. I don't want to spoil anything. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I'm looking at Jess and like, (laughs) Jess is like, I can't say anything. (laughs) Um, Mike wants to know if we wrote a book and multiple companies were after the movie deal and you had a friend who worked for one, would you be a good friend and give them the movie deal or shop around for the best deal? <laughs> oh my goodness. That's such a hard that's question. That's such a hard question. I think it would depend though, because Serena went about it in the wrong way. So right. at that point, I'd almost like say no, just despite her because right. it was really messed up how she acted in the episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, but typically I'd like to think I'd like to help a friend out um what's that whole quote from taylor swift about women not helping women are like you know yeah absolutely yeah i think also it i i would definitely want to help a friend but i would hope the company they're working for was a good company right Agreed. because if that company is not good and doesn't have good background and mm, no (laughs) right and like what if they don't give you your freedom to do well yeah but also, why would you want to give your uh, movie rights to Harvey once? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Gross. So. Yeah, I know. That. So many dated references in this series. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I feel like yeah. not as many in, like, the OC. Not as many dated references, but those are kind of like, ooh. Just they the didn't jokes, kind of end right. well. Some of the, you know, we've talked about some, that. Oh, yeah, definitely see. some of the jokes. Well, they but some things, not good. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, do we think Padge's book could possibly be the writer's way of putting any foreshadowing of what is to come in the future? In terms of, I mean... Like in terms of this actually becoming a movie or in terms of how Padge really feels about Blair? I mean, you can answer that however you see fit. So, I mean, if you want to... Does Nate end up with a guy? (laughs) You know what I mean? Even though he's a... Well, he slept with all the cougars and then he Right, he got got that out of his system. He he realized what he really wanted. That's great. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know because I feel like we already saw it played out. Yeah. Do you any your you, face is giving <laughs> making me think more is in that question. Well, do you think that there are some things like obviously as you said that happened in the book that could happen? I mean, I guess I the guess only, everything has already kind of happened. Yeah, but the only yeah. thing would be like a pair actually sleeps together, right? And at this point, I'm like, are we actually going to get more pair scenes, right? Mm, your face i know you're faceless (laughs) well every time i think of pear i get so excited i know know? yeah (laughs) i love pear um who else do we have we have vic um how do you think diana actually knows bart well you know my first thought was mother but now right well even if she was the mother how would they have met like what's their history yeah i don't know a new york city club scene oh Got drunk one night. Or just either that or how do we know how old Bart was? Mm. I don't know that they ever specified yeah. his age. I mean, we show. might have seen like a death certificate or something with his date of birth, but I can't recall. Could, she couldn't be a daughter. Yeah. Of Bart? Oh, like Chuck's sister, you mean? Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that 
I feel like Bart's not quite old enough to have a right. right. So that's why I'm like know. that. No. <laughs> uh, and then, yeah, I don't know. Some I think they were sexually involved. So why do you think she doesn't want anyone to know that though? Yeah. Well, isn't she the one who's spewing the goss? Right. She doesn't want her herself yeah. to be in the tabloids kind yeah. of thing. Diana's awful. Do you like this character? No. <laughs> yeah, she's and Jane isn't great either. Jane sucks too. Jane's really yeah. I really felt for Serena in this episode. But Diana, I I don't know. I feel like with Diana, and I was talking to Michelle when we were watching, I'm like, I feel like they cut her from another show and she's like just placed like a a cup a cardboard cutout of her in this realm and it just like doesn't yeah. work for me. Yeah. And it's not even like the British accent or any of that. It's just like this character herself is so like exaggerated. I, I can't explain it. Like, I just feel no, like she, she doesn't work, you know, yeah, she, she, she's kind of like a fish out of water on the show. Yeah. It's just, yeah. it was a weird combination to bring her in, but also like, I get like, it's Elizabeth Hurley. So why wouldn't you want, if you right. could, if you wanted to like cast type, like a, a gorgeous bombshell that's british and like you know a powerful woman i get it but i also am like i don't know with yeah. the stuff that's to come i guess we'll see so liz how far along have you seen into this season i've only seen next week oh, okay. <laughs> I just, I, I, but I there are you know as i've mentioned multiple times lots of things that i know happen during this season i just right. don't know when they're going to happen so uh, um yeah, I look forward to seeing them all play out. I'm very excited. And season six, I truly don't know what happens. Like, I know, like, the reveal and stuff, but, like, I don't know what happens during that entire season. Like, I don't know how we get to the end. Got it. How many times have you seen the series, Jess? I think this is my fourth time. Oh, so that's, like, a decent amount of, of times. Yeah, the first time I didn't watch it when it like actually aired. Well, at least not the first few seasons. But my one of my sorority sisters from college moved in with me. Like we had a place after college, and she was a really big Gossip Girl fan, so she had already seen the first few seasons and um, like had the first few sets of DVDs. So I had watched those and then like finished. I think the last two seasons live or something like that. Oh, okay. So. And do you have a favorite character? Blair. Blair. And is she still your favorite character? She is. Yeah. yeah. I, I enjoy her. I, I feel like just like Chuck, she's got like the best one-liners. She definitely so she does. Yeah. I've definitely become more of a fan of Blair's. Same. I feel she's probably... She's well, overall really, the most interesting character, yeah, I think. I very much enjoy her now, now that my girl Jenny's gone. I <laughs> yeah. hope y'all are screaming yeah. now. <laughs> she said the only person Jay. I know, only person. <laughs> little yeah, Jay. Yeah, I, I mean, I think me. she is interesting, and I just feel like she has a really good growth arc over the six seasons. Yeah. Yeah, we definitely have seen a lot of it so far, and I, I know there's still more to come, but she really just, she evolved very nicely. She did. And she still is. And she still is evolving. And I think that's really important where I feel like the rest of them kind of, I mean, like, especially Nate. Come on. What are we doing with Nate? There's like nothing there. There's nothing I there. I kind of like how the show has 
basically made fun of itself because right. they clearly know they're not utilizing Nate to the best of their ability. And so that's why he was completed with another character. Right. And he's just, he's got nothing going on. It's the same storyline. We're just dating another person and I don't know who I am. I don't know what career path to find. And even in this episode, when he's talking to Ivy and she's like, come on, I thought you wanted to be like JFK. And he's like, I don't know. Right. <laughs> make up your mind. Yeah, like, And even when he's talking to Chuck about like JFK's path and like how he didn't pass the bar or something like that. And I was like, wow, imagine Nate is like a lawyer. I can never see that happening. I would never hire Nate as a lawyer. Would you? <laughs> right? No. <laughs> it just knocked me good. You'd lose. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. Um, Vic also wants to know, will we see another One Tree Hill moment and will the movie be made? I, I know I said this last week, but I really don't hope. I hope not. I know. I also hope we don't do that. <laughs> Even though it's always, it was always very entertaining. It was. In One Tree Hill to it see was. the casting. Like, I, yes. I really yeah, did. That was, that was really enjoyable. But I hope we don't do that. But Same. if if there's major shifts happening, as there's a little tease, major things are going to happen. It's going to we're going. I'm going to say this movie won't get made. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Do you think Serena is the love of Paige's life? Like the way she said he was the love of hers. I mean, in a way, yes, and in a way, no. Yeah. What do you think, Jess? Do you think that they are like their one true love? I mean, it's hard to say that your one true love you met when you were 16. I know a lot of people do marry their high school sweethearts, but I feel like that's the exception and not the rule. Exactly. And so it's just hard for me to envision that. But I also, maybe it's just me. I sort of felt like at the end when Dan called her or Paj called her, he was kind of dismissive about the whole idea of being, yes. is that just me? No, it wasn't. And we discussed this in the first half because I was like, he was not on the same level as she was. Like she said it and like poured her heart out and said, I thought this was what this case. And he was like, well, how could we know that? Like, we don't know right. that now. I was like, wow. Right. Okay. I feel like I'd be even more hurt at that point. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm glad I wasn't the only one thinking that. No. Like, I, I didn't catch it when I watched it the other day. And then just rewatching it tonight, I was like, I don't know how I feel about that comment. Yeah. It's, it's definitely hurtful on Serena's yeah. part, you know, hearing that, saying something, saying what she said to him and having him not really say it back. Right. <laughs> yeah. And then it's like, well, what if he did say it back? No. Would we start something no. again? You know, <laughs> Michelle's like, I can't handle it. <laughs> I mean, I'm kind of glad that he didn't say it back. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You don't need to go into that right now. Yeah. I don't think the writers were like wanting to do that. They're like, no, we're good for now. Like, we don't need to bring this up again. And I was telling Michelle, I was like, honestly, I think his heart is somewhere else. And he's not really looking at Serena right now. Yeah, I agree. So sorry, Serena. Who from the group do you think really needs lots of therapy? I mean, everyone. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, definitely Chuck. I mean, Chuck the most, I guess. Yeah, Chuck. I feel like Blair does too because she is really making herself believe she's not still in love with Chuck, and yes. like she, I feel like she's trying really hard on that. Really part. hard. I mean, I, 
did it bother you? And maybe again, because you know it happens and you saw next week. So maybe I'm alone on this. But why would she keep that envelope in that drawer? And then she didn't even react to him taking a pen. Like she knows it's in there. Right. You can't tell me she forgot. But it's very clearly a storytelling device because. Yeah. There's no reason that she would need to keep that envelope unless she secretly wanted to blow everything up. Right. Right. Oh, maybe like subconsciously she's like, I'm going to keep this just in case. Right. I need to use it. But she sees it, but she doesn't even, she's like, I'm just going to go take a bath. Mm-hmm. But I mean, she already told Chuck that it wasn't his. So it's not like she could down the road, like, you know, right. if things didn't work out with Louie, go to Chuck and say, hey, I'm pregnant and it's yours. Because she already went down that path and told him it wasn't. So. Right, 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 right. Yeah. Right. Unless she lied. Or unless, you know, it just <laughs> also, lied. it just also shows of, oh, you weren't sure. It's just, you know. Right. With, it's with it's not good either way. Yeah. Right. It's it's there for a reason. What would you have told Sophie, Jess, if she told you that she could not do anything you wanted about your future of your child? <laughs> I would tell her I'm not signing her contract. And that oh. I, don't need that. I don't need to raise an heir. Right. For sure. Yeah, that yeah. was that was nuts. I couldn't believe how quickly Sophie was just like Beatrice you're the worst and then Blair yeah I can't believe you would act this way (laughs) I feel like it was all a setup that like because Beatrice kept you know talking to her mom like hey Blair gets her way with everything this is a concern this is a concern and then I feel like they were in cahoots but that's my opinion and I don't think anything is ever like said one way or the other so it's not a spoiler but I think personally that they were in cahoots and it was all an act. Yeah. And, and I think and even that, at the end, Beatrice smiled at Sophie, like waiting for like, mom, it was me. Get it. And yeah, Sophie's right. just like, oh, of course it was you. So right. maybe. Yeah. Either hmm. way, it sucks. Oh, absolutely. Blair, but. Um, and our last question is Kim. Oh, dear. Who is this therapist? Who is this therapist? <laughs> Do you there. think this therapist has more um, more stories to be told? Or you think it's just kind of like this Chuck storyline? Obviously, we know her and Louis talk, but I don't really think it's anything past that. <laughs> I hope the therapist is just there to be a therapist. And I really hope Chuck doesn't sleep with this therapist. I, I second that. So, yeah. I think she's too, she's beyond that. From what I can tell, at least, like, I'm not willing to sleep with you. I'm not interested in that. If you want help, let me know. But that's where she draws the yeah. line. Yeah. yeah. So let's hope that that continues. She at least yes. has some ethics. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Exactly. Do you have any uh, final thoughts, Jess, stuff that we haven't mentioned? So I had a few things I noticed tonight that I didn't realize in the other day when I watched. So. I found a couple of Easter eggs. Oh. One was um, the Dolce and Gabbana like floral top that Blair is wearing at the beginning. I love that top. When oh me too. Um, when they went downstairs and they were standing in the foyer of Blair's house, the flowers that are always on the table matched the flowers on her shirt. Oh wow! Really? Like, I was like, wow! I didn't notice that before, but like all the different flowers were very much resembling what was on her shirt. Oh, that's so cool. That's oh, clever. That. 
Um, so that was one. And then um, when they're at the dog park and as Dan's walking in, the girl on the bench is reading inside. I don't know if you caught that. <gasps> oh, no. Didn't catch that. Go, go um, Jess. Which, again, I didn't notice until tonight. Um, and then when Blair goes to see Serena at her office and she's like, I feel like I'm in Rosemary's baby is a flashback to the first pair movie moment where mm-hmm. she and Padge watch Rosemary's baby on their laptops on Valentine's day. They did. Right. So it was like a Padge moment. Yeah. Um, and then I feel like there was one more. Oh, and then the, they referenced um, back in last season when Chuck and Serena broke into this safe deposit mm-hmm. box to blackmail Lily about selling the empire and oh, saving yeah. men. So I don't know if you guys had that. And then the um, did you guys already talk about uh, the trivia and goof? We didn't yet, okay. but you you can go ahead. I didn't want to like repeat it. <laughs> no, no. Um, if you want to read the trivia, go ahead. So Chuck, oh, oops, Chuck mentioned um, when he was at the Spectator talking to Nate about the Jason Bateman movie. I think someone mentioned this in the chat. Yeah. But um, where they, when they're talking about switching bodies. And so Ryan Reynolds, who is Blake Lively's husband in real life, was the star of that movie with Jason Bateman. Yeah. What was that movie called? Oh, The um, Change Up, right? Change Up. Yeah. The Change Up. Did and you see that? I, I never saw it either. I, I think was, I, I did see know. it. It was like, you know, funny for the time, <laughs> like for it. the hour and a half yeah, or whatever. I don't, hmm. I don't remember it at all. <laughs> Um, and then the goof that I found was when Chuck goes to the therapist's office, he asks if she wants him to sit upright or prone, but then he lays supine with, because who lays on their stomach at the therapist's office? True. <laughs> like, um, yeah. So that was the other um, goof that I had found. Even Michelle was like, who talks? Like, who says prone? <laughs> She's like, what's wrong with him? Why does he talk like that? I'm like, I I don't know. I mean, I guess it's it's like a better question. Like, should I sit upright or prone versus supine? Like, I know it doesn't roll off the tongue the same way. No, it doesn't. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, those are good. Yeah, those are all my things. And then my my glass full of Yes, Please tell everyone what you made. I'm not always clever, but I'm pretty excited about this one. So I basically made. Google in a glass. <gasps> it sounds better. It's better than it sounds. And I called it a tone for my sin. C I N N. I love it. Oh my God. I love that. I love it. So I was inspired by Lily. But <laughs> what's in it? it? Wait, yeah, what's what's in it? So I made it's with apple cider. Um, I did a um, a shot of whipped cream, like vodka, like whipped vodka, mm-hmm. and then a shot of apple brandy, like Calvados. Oh, yeah. Um, and then uh, I sprinkled nutmeg in it and um, uh, winter spice bitters. Oh, that then, sounds good. Um, I, I shook that and then I put some raisins at the bottom, like so they'll pump up the liquor. And I have a cinnamon stick garnish. Wow. That sounds yes, so good. You're like joy. You are like joy. <laughs> making these cocktails. Oh my goodness. And it looks so pretty. It looks so when delicious. You it up. Thanks. Yeah, it's it's better than I expected. I wasn't sure. Oh, and I put I thought I bought club soda at the store today and I bought seltzer because they were right next to each other. 
So I have a splash of seltzer. All right. It's so, that. so good. Oh, so. Can you take a picture and send it to us? Yeah. That's oh, so... I yeah, we could post it on the oh stories. Oh my gosh. Wow, that's so creative. I love it. Yeah, yeah I, that's such a great idea. Yeah, that's awesome. Thank you. I love it. Yeah, of course. Well, thank you so much for joining us, Jess. Of course. Thanks for having me. This is so much fun. Thank you so much for being with us for yeah. as long as you've been with us. Like, it yeah. means it's so much. Fun. It is. It feels like getting together with an old friend. Yeah. I mean, that's how I feel. Yeah, <laughs> no, I feel that way too. You know? Well, I'm excited for Friday Night Lights because that's like the one show I haven't watched yet and so oh, I've been like in it together I knew you were gonna do it and so it's like all right I'm not gonna start it I'm not gonna start it it's been like sitting in my list or my queue for uh-huh. like ever I'm like no I can't start it yeah same yeah let's just watch the trailers tonight we recorded her reaction so I cannot wait to share that so and you've I- seen it Michelle I have yeah okay. I've seen it once through, so in okay. Michelle's language, pretty much I haven't seen it. <laughs> uh, but I remember, obviously, I remember the big things, and I've seen a couple of episodes multiple times. It's it's a great show. It's just, it, I think it'll be a fun contrast to Gossip Girl because they're so different. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. Sure. Yeah, I look forward to it, and I look forward to chatting with you as a newbie, Jess. Yes, yes, definitely. Yeah. First time I'll be a newbie. I'm pretty excited about that. Yeah, <laughs> so it's the first time I've been a newbie in a, in a long time since One Tree Hill because oh I gosh, saw the OC. Right. So yeah, yeah. Right. so I'm excited to kind of like really absorb as much as I possibly can. But right. this is where we leave you, Jess. We <laughs> really good. appreciate Have you coming night. on. Thank you, Jess. Enjoy your glass full. Of yeah, it looks delicious. Thanks. All right. Bye. Good night. Now we're good. We're good. All right. Thank you, Jess. Thank you so much, Jess. Always a pleasure to get to speak with you and we met Jess a long time ago, so it really was old friends catching up. And it's nice because we've met her in person. And yeah. I really feel like, I mean, I would actually chill with all of y'all. Of course, of yeah. This, but Jess is just, <laughs> we have hung out with her and had dinner with yeah. her. We met her mom. Oh my so God, so sweet. sweet. Yeah. The kids are so cute. Yeah. All right, so Jess read off all of our trivia. So I just have some music by Asher Roth, The Colts. S-B-T-R-K-T and Rainbow Arabia. What fashion did you like? I didn't have much, but we loved just included the first Blair outfit with the khaki pants and the floral top. I really liked Lily's blouse. It was navy. Yes. And I don't know if it was a polka dot or mm-hmm. it was a pattern. And she had a very, very long chain necklace. And of course, her white glasses, her reading glasses. I, I live those. for them. And she had like a nice like straight blowout. Very cute. Nice. I did actually, as much as we were laughing about it, I liked the color of Chuck's suit at the dog park. <laughs> she mentioned it, not me. Yeah. And I like Blair's dress at Yom Kippur dinner. Yeah, me too. It was very different. Yeah. Um, And Eliza had... I mean, the only outfit she was wearing the entire show, but that that red skirt was very cute. Yes, it was. What about some quotes? Yes. Um, as I recall, you're a fan of smoked salmon. <laughs> Sophie, she's like, yes, I am. Um, I think everyone pretty much loved this quote, but maybe your good friend F. Scott Fitzjackass had you nailed in the book. That was from Jane. Oh, they have grapes? Oh, my God. <laughs> 
I was telling Michelle when I was watching this episode, I laughed out loud because Randy happened to walk in. I was like, that was literally you. Like, Randy loves grapes, and he will just like, grapes? Huh? Grapes? Oh my God, there's grapes here? Like that, and it just made me laugh so hard because I'm like, that's Randy. Um, You don't have the right anymore. As a future reigning prince, it's up to my child to acknowledge you. Ooh, I like Ooh. your delivery. <laughs> An evening of friends and Kugel is just what we need. Cyrus, you're still a hugger, I hope. Never thought you'd hear such good parenting advice from Eleanor Waldorf. Mm-hmm. What is the record for the youngest grandmother on the Upper East Side? <laughs> yeah. And I had the uh, parenting advice as well. Yeah. Okay. MVP and shittiest. Yes. I think I'm solid. You? I'm solid. Okay. Ready? Yeah. Three, two, one. Eleanor. Yeah. And Eleanor got the most votes from our patrons as well. Blair and Cyrus were in the running. But Eleanor, I mean, she had such a nice moment with Blair. As we said at the top, like such great growth. Loved that scene. She teared up. I teared up, as we know. It was just nice. I loved it. Me too. Shittiest. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Ready? Yep. Three, two, one. Jane. The Grimaldis. Oh. And I wasn't the only one to pick that. We've had four votes for the Grimaldi ladies. Oh. Sophie and Beatrice. But Jane is my blue ribbon because she was nasty this episode. Yeah. No, I don't like the way she's treating Serena. Wow. I like your answer, though. Yes. Yeah. They kind of like, as we know, Beatrice is up to no good. And Sophie usually has something to say. Um, and you thought that maybe she was going to make a turn this episode with like, oh, no, I would never do that in the contract. But then ultimately takes it all back. Sucks. She said that, but then turn- it was just. It, it was so weird. Yeah, it was really, really weird transition. And poor Blair and poor Louis. Like this. <laughs> Michelle, just, she just hit the pen on the chair and she's like, well, that's it. No, it flew out of my hand. And I was like, no one will notice. I'll just casually pretend I dropped it. You. <laughs> it was noticed. funny. Yeah. Um, Anyway, so what was I saying about the Grimaldis? Was that what I was saying? The change. It was a very abrupt from just, yeah, it was just a, just ridiculous. Weird, weird, weird. weird. All right, let's go into a Betty of the week. Yes, let's do it. You were total Betty, total Betty, total Betty, total Betty. total Betty. This week I chose a Betty that has been super quiet lately, but she says she's back. Lisa. Lisa. Hey, girl. She's back. Lisa DeLove. Lisa's back. <laughs> back again. again. <laughs> Lisa's back. Tell, Tell a friend. friend. Lisa's okay. back. Lisa. Okay, that's a good one. Um, hi, Lisa. We've missed your presence and your voice on um, Patreon and on just the network in general. We 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 loved hearing from you. And we were talking like, we haven't heard from Lisa in a while. We hope she's okay. I'm like, is she still watching Azrael? And you said that she binged She it. binged the entire rest of the season, even though she was a newbie like you. She's like, I couldn't help myself. I and now it. she's been sending me emails and I'm laughing to them. Cause she's like, oh my God, I can't believe this happens. This happens. I'm oh, like, I know. So fun. Yeah. So um, thank you, Lisa, for being with us. We, we truly appreciate you. And, and when we don't hear from our, our typical patrons, we we get worried. We hope you guys are okay, and we just love you so much, and we just want to hug you like little babes. <laughs> oh, Michelle is Angela. <laughs> we had, um, I guess, would you consider it Mexican food tonight? And the guacamole is just repeating on us. 
We're just, Liz and I are sitting in very close quarters, so yeah, I don't, I'm just very self conscious that you're burps. <laughs> yeah, she's like, "Oh my god, I'm sorry." I'm like, "I don't. You're good. I don't smell anything." All right, let me give you the title for yeah. next week and my three gossip words. So, episode six. I, we're on episode six already. Oh my god, we're crazy. in October already. We're in October. Happy October. So the title for episode six is "I Am Number Nine. Mm-hmm. My three gossip words are three gossip words. Contest, jealousy, convincing. <laughs> she seems worried, troubled, <laughs> troubled face. Wow. Mm-hmm. I contest. Yeah, I am really stumped. <laughs> I can't even bullshit my way out of this. I mean, hey, maybe you just need some marination. All right. Well, Louis is calling the therapist. Mm-hmm. And so I think he meant internally is going to need convincing that Blair has no secrets. Because even okay. though he's been like, Blair tells me everything, we've had hiccups, what his mom and Beatrice said is still going to stick with him. I mean, this is all he knows. He's royal, you know? Like, this is his yeah. legacy, his family. So how, like, the fact that he loves Blair so much, even though to me it's not very, be- I mean, like, I see how much he does love her, but we know she's putting on a facade even though she doesn't realize it. Yeah. And so it's like, how much love can there really be there? Right. <laughs> so yeah. I'm sure that in he can... He doesn't maybe know it yet, but internally knows that this isn't right. Contest. Is it, is it going to come down to like a bidding war of the movie rights? Mm. So in a way, that's a contest. Jealousy. Well, Serena just said she was jealous, but is that still going to be? Something has to go in with Chivy. Maybe there's mm-hmm. a contest at The Spectator. That's where they work spectator. Yeah. Or something, there's going to be like an internal contest in that of like, who's going to get to the story first. Mm -hmm. We don't find out about Diana next week, right? With Bart? No. Of course not. Let's just keep that hanging. (laughs) All right. So I'm going to go with that. I think an internal contest within The Spectator. Jealousy could go so many ways. Maybe Louis is like jealous of Chuck. Chuck Mm -hmm. is jealous of others for being able to express feelings yeah. Uh, and convincing. I think Chuck's going to need convincing and Louise going to need convincing. These are super broad. And I'm sorry. I know. They're they're very broad words on purpose. I'm, you know? I'm actually very stumped. All right. Well, you know, then I did a good job, I you guess. Did. Yeah. And I hope next week you'll be like, okay, this makes a little bit more sense. Yeah. Um, But what should we do as an emoji? I was maybe a bagel, but bagels weren't really that present. And I was thinking maybe a movie camera, but then technically it's not really the movie. I mean, can we do grapes? Oh my God, let's do grapes. Yeah. There's, let's absolutely freaking do grapes. Oh, there's grapes. Oh, there's absolutely. Grapes. If you do grapes, can you guys put possibly in the title for the podcast review? Ooh, there's grapes. Ooh, there's grapes. <laughs> and, yeah. And my favorite podcast. <laughs> exactly. We're already giving you the title of your new Apple, your new podcast, Apple podcast review. Review. If you're listening and enjoying, please rate us five stars. And leave us a review. In fact, we got a new review. Yes. 
five stars using the DNA strand emoji. Hell yeah. From NSAUCE23. Yes, NSAUCE23. Thank you. They say, one of my favorite shows of all time. So much drama and super glad I found this podcast to accompany the experience of a rewatch. Thank you. Thank you. So much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It means so much. It helps us grow. We really, 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 really appreciate it. We glad, we're glad that you're just enjoying and that you took the time out of, I'm sure, your busy schedule to write us a review on Apple Podcast and rate us five stars. It's so incredibly sweet. And if you haven't already, you know the drill. Please consider writing one. It really helps us out so much. It's free. There's no better way yeah. to really, you know, help and support the show. Uh, you know, I also want to shout out two listeners that sent me cat pictures. Woo woo. I bitched about it. I yep. nagged about it in the beginning yep. of the season. And I said, I want to see your cat photos. And I wasn't kidding because we are, we very much love cats on this mm-hmm. podcast. Pod and cats. Liz is forced to love them because well, I Well, I mean, them. they're my little children niece, as well. Niece and nephews. <laughs> uh, shout out to Jacqueline Powers who sent me pictures of her cat, Kobe. Kobe, it's a sweet name. So cute. And then another cat photo uh, from Adrienne.Speedle. Yeah. Spidel? Speedle. I'm so sorry. Audrey and Marie. That's Aud- what I just call her. Okay. Audrey and Marie <laughs> on Instagram sent us a picture of Peaches. Peaches? When I saw that the cat's name was Peaches, I was like, that is the best name for an animal I've ever seen. This Peaches is me the best. Up. So just keep, if you want to, at Total Betty Podcast Network on Instagram. Slide into those DMs with the cat pics. Give us the cats. It makes me squeal. I was like, oh my God. It's super I cute. I love it. Thank you so much for sending them. Yes, thank you for sending us your podcasts. And we just want to hear from you anyway. If you want to send us an email regarding the episode we're watching, we love hearing your comments, your questions, Three Gossip Girls Pod. Yeah, Three Gossip Girls Pod at gmail.com. And then the review. And then the review would be nice. Yeah. Um, you also can, in the description for this episode, submit a Will's treat. And I have a Will's treat for tonight. Well, last week's Will's treat was just, awesome. You know, brought up all of the Halloween feelings we talked about, <laughs> posted our Halloween pick in Discord. Yeah. And it really aged us. Yeah. Because not many people knew what we were talking about. I know. Last week. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. But once you once you figure it out, you're like, wow, those boys did a good job. I thought they did an awesome job. It's yeah. it's pretty spot on. Yeah. Okay, so this week Will did Gossip Girl characters as roles on a movie set for the Dan movie rights plot. Yes. Here we go. Will again. Blair, director, the boss and the queen. She could not hold any other role on the set. Chuck, producer, the money and the power would be too much for him to pass up. Dan, writer. This is a layup. Serena, actor, the Marilyn Monroe figure of any movie. She has a personality that pops. We saw it at the photo shoot in season one. Also, have you seen Blair Lively in the town? He keeps asking us this. No, I haven't. And I would like to. Yeah, what did I say? Blair Lively. (laughs) Blake. Blair Lively? Lively. Is that her sister? No. No, Robin Lively is her sister. Teen Witch, guys. Who knows that OG classic? Teen Witch, best movie. Um, anyway, Blake Lively in the town. I know he he's mentioned this movie a few times. We haven't seen it, Will, and we'll let we you haven't. know when it happens. I would like to watch it though. I don't know what it's about, but if you keep saying it's good, I'm gonna watch it. Michelle goes, Nope. <laughs> Michelle doesn't watch movies. <laughs> <laughs> 
We have Nate, prop master. He has basically turned into a prop on the show at this point, used by other characters, Diana and Ivy, or as a window dressing. (laughs) Lily, director of photography. She used to take pictures of Lincoln Hawk, a perfect fit. Rufus, composer. Making music is his forte, after all. Ivy, grip. She used her thieving skills to grip some juicy gossip. Eleanor, costume designer, layup. Cyrus, casting. He knows people and would find the hidden details that are needed to keep the production smooth. Maureen, art director. A woman as beautiful as a work of art. Miss Carr, assistant art director. See above. Ah! Oh my God. Okay, okay, okay. Oh, I hope live. everybody enjoys these as much as we do every week. I know I said last week was my favorite. I think this one might be my favorite. <laughs> I great. love putting together a crew. This is amazing. So Will. Gosh, well, I'm just just so thankful for these people who engage with us every single week, our listeners, and then send us literal treats like so this. So much work goes into it's it. It's so creative. It's so creative. And he says he just gets like inspiration, like you whatever what I he feel gets, like doing. He gets inspirgasms. Inspirgasms. That's what I call Yeah, when you get like this burst of inspiration, it's an inspirgasm. I, I love that word. Yeah. Can we coin that or? <laughs> I've always said it. I've an inspirgasm. <laughs> Oh, that's a nice one. Thank you. Like sliving. You taught me that one last week. Instagasm. Inspergasm. I'm sorry. Insta- <laughs> I'm saying Instagram. Inspergasm. Yeah, like an inspiration. I, I yeah, get it. No, that's a great word. Yeah, it's very uplifting. Mm-hmm. Okay. We're going to go after dark. We're going after dark. We're taking off. Here we go. Tick, click, click, click. You know you love us. XOXO. Gossip Girls. Okay. All right. Real, real. Let's get started before before I read you, Jess. What What do you want to talk about? What is on your mind? What is the hot goss? So I wrote a note. Oh no. Lol. Gad. Meaning after dark. Lol. Gossip girl. Yeah. We were talking about how gossip girl knew diana took those pictures and we were like how did how would dan have known that diana got those pictures right is that what i meant i i don't know i think you wrote that down after we were kind of discussing it i also wrote down discord (laughs) i know last week here and i'm like why did i write that down i I hope we we did but we were it doesn't matter yeah i think i was like how is and then i was thinking maybe Chivy could do a blast mm. to Gossip Girl. It could Girl. have been Chivy. Probably not, but, though. I don't think so. But it's right. just, how did Padge get that information? But then we go back to the whole... To server. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. So... <laughs> it's okay, Michelle. Oh, the poor thing. She's having bad agita. <laughs> We're transparent here. We are. Um... Right. So it's like, you go back to the server thing, I'm sure. But it's like, how would, how, who would who have get known it then? that? Then there's someone that we're just not going to see because it, it doesn't matter with Diana's huge staff. Who right. are you people? I know. She got that staff real quick after she fired everyone else. I know. 
people want to work for her, I guess, you know. But what do you think? Like, how do you think she, like, Plastic World got that information? I, I truly don't know. It's not like Nate's even confining in his friend Padge. Right. Or Padge could have said that. Right. You know, oh they're not God, even talking. Right. Yeah, I don't know. We That's can't a little, it, it's right? a little too far fetched, but yeah. it's out there somehow, some way. We got it out there. Yeah. But um, Jess said the first time I watched Gossip Girl and didn't know for sure who Gossip Girl was, I agreed that Dan's book being so well received was highly unlikely. Right. <laughs> However, knowing that Dan is Gossip Girl and that he has captivated so many Upper East Siders as Gossip Girl, to me, it is less surprising that so many people want to read this book and find out who the author is. Right. right. I, I, I understand what you're saying, Jess. Yeah. It just watching this all play out for the first time, it's a little hard to believe it is but i mean yeah his tone on gossip girl people are resonating with that they they look forward to this every single day week month i mean for years they all reacted to the blast right diana everyone in the office gets this yeah so but yeah everyone in that office got the blast so everybody is everyone knows it's connected they they love to read gossip girl so and still and still all these years later Years and even people who've been since freshman year, right? And even people who aren't in the Constance world because those people in Diana's office they don't know they didn't go to school there, so yeah, yeah, it's pretty crazy, right? And this whole Gossip Girl book, the whole Gossip Girl thing, and Dan writing a book still just like is all red flags to me. I know it's all red flags, so. It almost seems like no one else really cares about Gossip Girl anymore in our in our core group. Right, right. Yeah, in the in the core group, it's not really like Blair's like she's got a bigger she, problem. Yeah, Nate has bigger problems. It, like blasts come in, but they don't really like Yeah. Hold, hold on. on them. Yeah, they don't it's hold the on to the outsiders it that are more like Louis mm-hmm. and Diana, obviously, right. Chivy, but right. everyone else who's been dealing with it, they're like, oh, here we go. Right. Yeah. So I guess like they're not, they're like oblivious and yeah. numb to it at this point. Hmm. But yeah, I mean, next week we get some more like. How is next week? It's okay. It's not my favorite. Yeah. Well, I can't. But they all can't be winners, you know? Right. So. Yeah. But I look forward to discussing with you. Yeah. On Tuesday, that's right. Don't forget, guys. Tuesday with our live podcast for our patrons on the Upper East Siders tier. Can't wait to discuss with you all, and um, we will see you next week. Yes, we will. Thank you so much for listening to Three Gossip Girls podcast. You can email us at three gossip girls pod at gmail dot com, or if you want to follow this show and all of our others, you can head over to Instagram at. Total Betty Podcast Network. This has been a Total Betty Podcast. Produced and edited by Michelle Rubenstein and Alyssa Tenio. Music by Anthony Vacora. Mm-hmm.